This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas. Beautiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. Barry Shore here with the joy of living brought to you by that magical, magnificent platform called Internet Radio. And you have tuned in to K4HD. That's K for night. The number four H for happiness. D for delightful. K4HD.com. And this is the joy of living brought to you by Barry Shore at Venice Beach, California, overlooking the vast Pacific Ocean. Yes, from high atop Venice Beach, we can see the entire Pacific Ocean. How's that for a bird's eye view of life? And if you ever miss a minute, and we hope you don't, or you want to share, which we hope you do, as they say, give me five, you can go to barryshore.com B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E barryshore.com and find this particular segment which you will want to share because we have somebody quite amazing with us today who's going to rock your boat and shake your world and make you so happy that you tuned in because remember the joy of living is about one thing only you y-o-u e-w-e it's all about becoming the best you possible That's why you tuned in, because you know that on this show, we have, thank God, over 257,800 people listening to us, 25,000 plus download this every every time, and then share with other people. And we want to get over a million listeners, because then you really make a difference in the world. And that's the whole point of living, isn't it? To go mad. Mad, of course is a good thing. It means go make a difference. Go make a difference. And on this show, we use a lot of acronyms and we learn to see things in the most positive, purposeful, powerful way. So as an example, one of the great acronyms of life is WWW. If you ask any of your family or friends, what does it mean? Well, they'll say to you, that has to do with the internet, of course, right? So yeah, it could be, but that's a regular way of understanding. When you live with reframing and the art of living, you understand that WWW stands for what a wonderful world. With, of course, a hat tip to the great Satchmo, Louis Armstrong, for bringing that world, bringing that song to the world and making go viral. What a wonderful world. And what is a word? W-H-A-T-A. What a wonderful world. So we have a couple of rituals on the show. 
Uh, one is that we say hello to people in different cities in the world, and this particular one is really fun. I just <laughs> looked up and saw we're going to say hello to two different cities which have the same exact name in different parts of the world, and um, it's going to apply to something later that we'll talk about in the show. And again, on the show, we have the, I have to warn you in advance that your humble host does use four-letter F-U words, and that's because he has a lot of fun with them. Oh, right away. See, he just used it. Fun. F-U-N-N. Fun. Capital N-N. It's only spelled F-U-N. Not the way I spell it. F-U, capital N, capital N. So when you see your family or friends later today, say F-U, everybody, with a big smile on your face, because you know that it really means fun. Hello, that's the prerequisite to get into the joy of living. And when I said smile, because smile is also one of those great acronyms, maybe the best one you'll hear in, no, until I tell you the next one. Smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Wow, which is also an acronym, which stands for words of wisdom. Smile, seeing miracles in life every day. But without further ado, let's say hello to people in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have lots of questions coming up on the board. This is so good. Uh, listeners' questions. Wow, there's some great ones. And they're coming in from Toronto, Canada. And I'm smiling as I'm saying it from another place called Toronto. It's Toronto, Ohio. In case you didn't know, there was another Toronto. It's Toronto, Canada and Toronto, Ohio. Toronto, Canada, of course, is one of the great cities of the entire North American continent. It's, uh, it was, I think, first founded oh, back in the late 17th century, and it was founded as a city called York, Y-O-R-K, and it's right there on one of the Great Lakes, which is called Lake Ontario. And it has, uh, over the decades and centuries in this case, come into being in its own as one of the great cities of the world. I think it, was, it became Toronto around the 1830s or 40s, something like that. Uh, it has a population today somewhere around two and a half, almost three million people. And uh, it's, it's known for a couple of things. One is that it's it's an eclectic city, very New Yorkian in the sense that it, there are about almost 200 languages that are spoken in Toronto because it's a mecca, to use an interesting word in today's environment, uh, and a hub for people from all over the world who want to come and live in a really good, clean environment. A bit cold during the winter, not my style, but a good, clean environment. People who like to go on lakes and people like to skate when things are frozen over. Ooh, just the thought of it. And of course, you have this thing called the CN Tower, which is one of the tallest buildings in the world. But that's Toronto. It's a major pulsating city. It's a city of creativity, 
not, of course, as creative as I think Los Angeles is, but it's a city of creativity. And we have, at the moment, 2,119 people listening to us from Toronto, Canada. So a big shout out to you in Toronto, Canada. And the other Toronto is not far away, actually. It's just across the border, which means into the United States of America, Toronto, Ohio. And Toronto, Ohio is on the far eastern part of the great state of Ohio, right on the river, that the Ohio River, of course, which is flowing into the Mississippi, the mighty Mississippi. Uh, it was, interestingly enough, if I'm not mistaken, it was incorporated in, I think, the year 1880 or 1881, and it was specifically named for Toronto, Canada. Because Toronto, Canada had already by that that time become somewhat of a model of a good place to live and to grow and to build businesses and such like that. Um, We have, thank God, right now, the population of Toronto, Ohio is all of, da-da, 2,400 people. Okay. But we have 86 people listening to us right now. So out of 2,400, that's a pretty high ratio. That would take about 70,000 people from Toronto if we use the same percentages. And uh, I think Toronto, Ohio's claim to fame, in addition to being in Ohio, a name for Toronto is Clark Hinkle. Grew up in uh, Toronto, Ohio. He was a, a great football player for the Green Bay Packers. So uh, those of you who know something about football and know that great name of Clark Hinkle, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, right? Is uh, He was born there in Toronto, Ohio. So it, it's a fun, small town. And we, have, we wave hello to the people from both Torontos. And we are happy that you're here with us because it's all about you, Y-O-U, and the joy of living. And that's why you tuned in, because you're really here to hear about what you can do in your life to make it better. Because when you make your life better, you are affecting the entire world. And I happen to be, thank God, friends with a person who does affect the entire world because he is a creative artist. Um, He has a rap sheet and I say this in the most positive way. <laughs> if you go on Wikipedia or something like that, he has a rap sheet that's pages long because he's a doer. He's a giver. He is an inspiration. He's a, a, a musician, a composer, a director, a producer, an entrepreneur. And I don't want to go on and on. I'll ask him to talk about some of the stuff himself. But without further ado, and a little bit of a drum roll, which he enjoys, and some fanfare, which he Please welcome wonderful, fabulous, and always delightful Danny Kastner. Hello, Danny. Woo! Yeah! All right, I'm going to open it up. Gary, you brought up Satchmo earlier, so I, I got a little gift for you. I hear Barry Shore with so much love every day. Bring the love with so much to say, I think to myself. What a joyous, fairy world. <laughs> I'll tell you, not only does he make me smile and give a belly laugh, but he is just <laughs> one of the most creative, loving beings you will ever have the pleasure of listening to. So, Danny, without further ado, 
uh, first of all, tell us where do you come from in the United States of America? Where are you living now? And just give a little bit of a rap, if you will, even with your uh, plucking on your guitar strings, Froggy, if you remember that. Uh, yep. Some things that are happening in your life. Then I can ask you some more questions. Sure, sure. So I was uh, born in the uh, great state of Michigan, but I grew up in Ohio on the west side of Cleveland. Ooh, and nice. uh, love Ohio. Yeah. You know, it, like some people call it the Midwest, but it's kind of, you know, they also call the Nebraska the Midwest. So maybe it's more like the Mideast, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's peaceful. And, uh, it's not the Mideast we yeah, know. It's, it's definitely a peaceful place. Uh, I mean, you know, sort of. Ohio is one of those interesting states, sort of divided. You have Northern Ohio, which is more liberal, and you have Southern Ohio, which is you know, a, a little less liberal. So it's, it's an interesting state, definitely. And uh, of course, the major cities in Ohio are Cleveland North, Columbus in the middle, and Cincinnati in the south. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, grew up in Ohio, uh, went to school to Cleveland State. I was just there last week visiting my school, which was really great for undergraduate. And then I went to school in Boston, to Boston University and MIT for music and computer music and kind of integrate all those different things with uh, creativity, with technology, and, and really enjoy uh, things like this, like being on a podcast that hundreds of thousands and eventually, of course, millions will be listening to, and, uh, and being in this space where we have this tool that allows such sharing and such reaching out and such continuity between what's in going on in our own lives and what's going on in everyone's lives around us. So I, I love technology for that. And, uh, and I hope we get to talk a little bit more about how you're using technology. Cause I love what you're doing with, uh, you, with your app is just your, your apps, I guess are incredible, uh, helping <laughs> charities. You. So your entrepreneurialism is certainly one of the big inspirations to me. And I also want to bring up our mutual friend, Milana Von Trub, who, who, who introduced us. So big shout out to Milana. Who's Yay, WM. I call her WM, wonderful Milana. And yes, big right? shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Milana V. She is, uh, by the way, she was also interviewed on, uh, I have to send you the uh, the clip of it. It was really a, a great interview. But you, you mentioned a couple of things I really want to focus on because this is you. you. The word sharing. This is, uh, in my humble opinion, the, the very soul of Danny Kay. And by the way, I like calling you Danny Kay because when I hear, even think of it, I see this amazing being called Danny Kay, K-A-Y-E, from another time who was all about uh, bringing forth joy and love and 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 enthusiasm into the world. And I see that's what you do with everything that you touch in the world of music and interact, interactive technology. So the idea of sharing, talk to us a little bit about what you think social media is and what it can be and where it's going. Sure. Absolutely. And I'm glad you gave me the shout out to Danny Kay, you know, cause like, uh, I'll, I'll bring up music. <laughs> you know, his, my favorite movie of his is Hans Christian Andersen. That movie Ooh, is so yeah. fun, and he's such a delight. It's it's really the only movie I've seen with him. But um, yeah, that he is truly he lights up the screen. Danny K A Y E. So I thank for that reference. Uh, 
And of course, uh, through the great world of social media, you could find millions of videos of Danny Kay, right? Right. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. You know, like I, I think social media, it's 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 really because I've been with it. I came up with this term. Um, it's called social network marketing in their early, uh, you know, 2000s when, when it, you know, you had Friendster and then you had MySpace and you had Facebook and you had these new social tools and, and like user generated content was just starting. And, and uh, when it started out back then, it was, it was very innocent and it wasn't as uh, everywhere. It wasn't like in everybody's phones and, and constantly pervasive. And at the time when I was thinking of that, you know, clearly there's this ability for not only you and I to connect and be connected, but for people to reach out and connect to others and to inspire others. And so it's interesting. I actually literally did this totally nerdiest thing the other day as I scrolled through my Instagram posts on two accounts because I have a foundation called Stop Rex Against Distracted Driving Actually, I have a couple of accounts, and then I have my own account, Danny Kastner, on Instagram, right? So I was scrolling through, and I literally kind of wanted to see how much I was being advertised to, how much I was being promoted to, how much were just sort of genuine um, personal stories. So I kind of broke it down in people who do a lot of traveling, others who just do fun facts, advertising, self-promotion, and then people promoting their business. And when I say self-promotion, I mean like, Typically, that's like an influencer. And then maybe another little category is those who just are on there to inspire. And one thing that kind of fascinated me about where like Instagram's gone is people have, you know, really migrated to Instagram on a huge level and kind of left Facebook behind. Uh, but, but I think Instagram, uh, just looking out, I tend to be a futurist. I think it's got like a, another two-year life cycle where before people will get I think overwhelmed by the promotional aspect of it um, and, and, and we'll look to the next thing. And now having said that, I think it's, I actually love how put all the data issues aside and things like that. I love how Facebook was much more interactive in terms of communication. You could really see the comments and threads and it was a little more personal. So another challenge for your listeners is to go through, if you have both go through Facebook, just scroll and see the kind of, what you're seeing there, and then scroll through Instagram. And I think, as I discovered, the Facebook stories and messages and communication is still more personal and it's still a little bit more me and my friends. And I just experienced that as I went back to Cleveland and I was able to invite um, people I went to college with through Facebook. I found them, I messaged them and connected with them and they were able to come to this little alumni awards thing that I went to. And, and so I think it's finding the balance with social media and understanding you're going to get marketed to, and you're going to get advertising to based on your preferences, you know, big whoop, you, you look at it or you don't. Right. Um, right. And, 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 and hope, and, and hopefully now these, the way Facebook is owning, you know, the way data integrity gets to move towards um, they have this big research project that they're running now. And I think they have, good intent but let's not forget that like google's already known all this stuff about us forever um let's not forget that you know like uh it was it experience who's the one that had like you know the 80 million record data breach of uh of our own personal records from one of the big uh, uh yes one uh, of the three yeah yeah and so like 
you know, that's the world we live in. So when you, when you step into the online world or you step into a credit card or anything, there is personal information you're, you're sharing. So I think it's looking at that responsibly and just saying, yes, I live in that world and that's what I'm part of, but also then not shying away from the opportunity to connect with others, to share, to be, I, and, and going back to what Instagram is to me, which is, um, you know, largely self or business or advertising promotional. And incidentally, one in five posts in Facebook and Instagram is an ad. So I was counting those just to see how much we were being advertised to, right? Uh, so it, it, social media is such an amazing opportunity. And people like yourself, Barry, this is the vehicle for you to reach millions. It is the vehicle to, for when I create music to reach out and inspire others. And so that's, it's all what you make of it and all what you seek out and find within social media and, 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 and how it can and gets to be this tool of inspiration. And, and I think that's going to be the next wave. I, I love like this idea. Change that way. Yeah, uh, you mentioned, and I wrote it down a couple of times because you are being really focused on something so important in the nub of the the heart of the issue. And you mentioned the word opportunity. You mentioned the word inspire several times, and, and that's how we want to approach social media. It is about sharing. It is about personal it is about touching people that you may or may not have seen in decades but you had such a personal close relationship with let's say it was high school or it was university or it was romance or whatever it was and now to relate again as a and not just have drifted away and create an opportunity which is what music is about in my humble opinion to yeah, touch sure. somebody's soul for instance uh, Again, Danny's being a little bit, not a little, he's being very humble. He is credited with creating the term social network marketing. But think of it in marketing in the sense of marketing of self and ideas and transformation. And he's, he, we, the other day we were talking and he said a great line. It's called life's symphonic curve. Life's symphonic curve curve you even hear it you can feel it all it has a melody to it and it's he says he says part of the personal transformation which is a lifelong journey now i want to go back in your and in, into your past a little bit because i know that you worked with a group that i am really i was very high on for a long time and i mean that in, in many ways and that was weather report so if you could just speak for a few minutes to your involvement at all with Weather Report and, and what they did, because at the time when they were playing, they, were, they weren't just a group. Uh, I think they were one of the leaders in the whole movement of bringing what other people call jazz, but I call just great music, uh, to mm -hmm. a, a, a larger audience. Yeah, cool. That's amazing, that question. So a brief how, you know, I'm, I'm a little younger than like when Weather Report was, uh, uh, you know, in their heyday. I didn't really get to experience that. I wasn't, you know, I was just a, a, a young kid. But when, but I met Tony Zavano, who's the son of Joe Zavano, who passed, uh, you know, uh, over a decade ago. And Joe was the amazing keyboardist. He wrote the great yes. song, Mercy, 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 Mercy. 
which appears all throughout Wolf of Wall Street, by the way, like three times in that movie. Um, and so he was with Cannonball Adderley and had that huge hit. And then he went on and joined Wayne Shorter, formerly of the Miles Davis, you know, right. group. And of course, Wayne has his own career career to form Weather Report. So right there was two incredible jazz, um, you know, luminaries. And then eventually they ran into this guy, Jaco Pastorius, who's, you know, the biggest innovator in the base and unfortunately died fairly young. And, and so as together as a group, they created this, movement in jazz which is just truly revolutionary in the 70s and then in the 80s and uh and it, you know it was jazz fusion there was a lot of great artists around then but certainly weather report was at the pinnacle so i got to work with tony in uh and it, and it's not done yet but we, but we worked on a documentary about weather report and uh it's called this is this which is uh, the name of one of their records and, uh, you know, Tony, obviously very, very close to the whole subject. We got to hang out with all these great guys like Peter Erskine, the drummer, and, uh, and got to, you know, hang out with Wayne, Wayne Shorter. And, uh, right. and Wait, then, I like it. Wayne, not Wayne Shorter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and as a jazz musician myself, like, what a thrill it was just to be connected and to be connected with this project. And, so, wait, you, are um, you the producer of the project? Uh, well, Tony's the, the, the lead uh, producer. With, uh, you know, he, cre he created, I joined on uh, as a co-producer or and such, and just to help them raise money, we raised money, about $70,000 uh, through crowdfunding. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of in that role of, which I love to do and being supportive of getting the project done, whether it was uh, they're supporting with making interviews happen or also from the standpoint of uh, just uh, organizing and keeping this thing together. So now Tony's in, I'm not really involved now because Tony's been in uh, uh, post for, for a while and now pretty soon this thing will be coming out. So, so this is, this will be, uh, coming soon in this genius guy named Ken Kubernick. He's a writer was involved in this. He, his encyclopedic reference as an, he's another producer, uh, to weather report was incredible. So this Ken and Harv, Ken Kubernick and his brother Harvey have written some great music books. So I got to, uh, work with Ken, which was also a joy. So weather report. And of course, here's something that's very interesting musically. Joe Zavinal wrote the only song that's been honored in four different decades with a Grammy award for the best, you know, for best record. So I'll play the song right now. It goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Weather Report won a Grammy. Manhattan Transfer won a Grammy. Um, of course, uh, 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 Quincy Jones did this really cool, like hip hop urban version that won a Grammy in another decade, decade. And then in the two thousands, a uh, Latino group recorded <laughs> Birdland. So in four different decades, this song won best record in different genres, which is just incredible. And that was Weather Report's biggest hit. So, uh, well, that is, I mean, you're touching the, my heart because I am, yes, chronologically older than you and um, grooving to weather reports. So I, I'm tingling and I'm looking forward to the uh, release of This Is This. And, but speaking of awards and winning and things like that, uh, let's be realistic, Mr. K. You're, you're not a lightweight because you, uh, 
you've won some awards, right? You know, you know that when you made a uh, allusion to the alumni award, that wasn't just from a high school or a college. I mean, that was, that was a really good award. And as well as you have a BMI composition award, I think you've been involved with ASCAP. Is that not correct? Yeah, yeah. So I've written some orchestral and uh, classical works. It's not something I do now. I've sort of, but that background was incredible. I studied classical composition and so I, I won two ASCAP and two BMI awards, which, you know, was, was pretty phenomenal. And, and the people I got to meet, you know, you go to New York and they do the awards and here I am, this kid from Cleveland. And it, it, it was a lot of fun and, and uh, very fortunate that I had that background, that kind of core of writing music, symphonic music, and, you know, that kind of education to carry into not only then the jazz vocabulary, but also in the vocabulary, what I'm working on now, which is really this more very, it's, it's kind of like a pop-ish, it's like Radiohead meets uh, 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 the Beatles meets some, you know, modern, uh, er, like Frau Frauers, kind of modern electronics. So I'm really excited about that project as well. But everything you do in the past informs your future. And that's, you mentioned or alluded to earlier about that transformational of life never st ends, right? You're constantly transforming. You're constantly challenging yourself. And, uh, and everything, no matter what, good or bad, this is so important to, for people to feel in their hearts that everything in your life, every experience is what informs where you are today and what informs who you get to be as a person to not only live your dream, but to inspire others into their dreams and to be present for others, uh, and, you know, and take a stand for justice and equality and all these amazing things you represent, Barry. So, and love, right? <laughs> love. Now, speaking of that, I'm going to just make a moment. So my world is uh, acronyms and things like that. Love it. Is an acronym that stands for living on vibrant energy. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I thought you'd like that because I want to move from love and inspiration to something that I know you're involved with uh, on a couple of levels. And one of them is angels. Let's talk uh -huh. about angels because I think angels figure prominently in everyone's life, uh, but not everybody recognizes all the time. Tell us, you've been touched by angels, haven't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the first area of me really being connected and aware was my mom had uh, leukemia and the worst kind, uh, you know, the acute kind that where you're in the hospital for nine months and oh. the doctor is saying, well, she's not going to live through the night. And, and just that sort of angelic presence of, of uh, energy and, and uh, the, you know, the source coming to light to connect with creating healing in her body was just a true uh, miraculous experience and was me personally my real first connection with angels and talking to them and listening to angels because angels are always talking to us or i'll speak from me it's like angels are always talking to me but a lot of times i'm not listening and when i take that moment to to pause and meditate and really hear what angels have to say um, with no matter what, and usually the best place is in the car for some reason, <laughs> just to close doors, that little place, that space, right? 
right. like, there's there's words and inspiration that just come to me and and it's available for everyone everyone's angels i have this weird gift where i could look at someone and i could tell them how many angels they have and barry you have 13 personal guardian angels um wow. thank you which is just incredible yeah so i don't know how i get it but what it is is like you literally I, I believe in channeling and the ability of information to come to you. How does Einstein or anyone come up with an idea or whatever? It's because they're channeling just these ideas that come from the universe. And, and I truly believe in channeling angels and the thoughts. So when I'm with certain people, certain friends, I can immediately connect to them and, and channel something that their angels are trying to say to them. I'll just say something like, how did you know that? I'll be like, well, your angel just told me, and it's not like all of a sudden I'm going to get hit in the head or something. And like, you know, it's just this thought just comes in. You're like, well, where did that come from? I'm going to say it, you know? And I think that's a lot of things. Like people will hear a thought. They'll still feel an inspiration. Just saying it, like speak the words, you know, inspire someone around you. So, uh, and, and that's one other little thing about angels. There's this amazing book called Interview with an Angel by a guy named Stephen Thayer. I'm sorry, and, again, uh, interview with an angel. With, yes, interview and, with an angel. And the person, the author is Stephen, Stephen but it's spelled, how does it spell? S-T-E-V-A-N-T-H-A-Y-E-R. Stephen Thayer. Okay, interview with an angel. Yes, please. Yeah, and I bought this, I bought this book for more people than anyone, than any other book or anything. It's just it's essentially this guy was Stephen was a Reiki healer and he had this client um, who would come in and get healings. And so what happened is, is uh, Stephen then would go into this trance, right? And he would start saying things to this client and this client was Jewish. You know, she was this one wonderful woman who was, uh, uh, she was an educator of some sort or what have you. And, you know, it, it just nails home the point of angels being all encompassing all religions and everything. Right. And so she began, they she would go into the sessions. He would go into this trance and I've seen him do this in person. It's the real deal. And then the name of his angel, he was telling was Ariel. And she was able to ask this angel so many profound questions that were from Ariel, you know, about, uh, you know, life and death in the afterlife and, and, and love. And so the book is fascinating because it's, it's one of the few um, uh, um, books I personally really connected with, which is, I feel it's truly channeled. It's truly coming from this other worldly angelic being. Um, and, and the answers are very profound. And it's not like, and I'll, I'll tell you this, when you ask your angels, hey, what should I do? <laughs> They're not going to tell you what to do. They're going to say, what do you think you should, you can do, should do? And that's what the book's like. It's not like the answers are all direct, but they're, they're very, like, very encompassing and open. And like truly the spirit, you know, the mother, the God uh, is being challenged through the voice of Ariel, this angel, and... Uh, and we're hearing such beautiful uh, words, and so a great book. <laughs> that is absolutely. Uh, this is so wonderful because your soul is channeling creativity and music. We have a, a number of questions up on the board here, and they're all. Well, dozens and dozens of questions. There, some of them are almost all the same in the sense of because we're talking to you 
you angel Danny Kay, because that's what you are right now. How do you feel about the power of music? What does music mean for you in terms of what it does and is in the world? Yeah, absolutely. Like music is a singular voice, right? Is is you mentioned symphonic curve? Like to me, music of every variety, every type, every every message, it's a singular voice of the planet. It's like it's almost as if, or the universe. It's like it's like that one tone that resonates, you know, from inside of us. It's something when we're listening that music becomes that voice of inspiration, becomes that voice of healing, becomes that voice of personal challenge. You know, you go work out of the gym and you're like, you know, Rocky or whatever, that's what's inspiring you or some, the latest EDM from Zed, whatever that is, all the way to hearing symphonic music or being inspired by just different voices or a song about breakup or a song about, um, you know, new love. It's music tends to not only have the message in lyrics or, you know, of course, then music without words, but it also has that message of truly connecting to our soul. The vibration of music is what vibrates inside us. And when we connect with that, um, it's, it's beautiful. And it's all types of music. It's hip hop. It's, 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 uh, you know, jazz for some people, you know, the relationship of, of me personally to music is it's like the music of life. I once wrote this silly song. It was like called the music of life. I don't think it was a very good song, but and, and, and then Duke Ellington very famously said in my, uh, that music is my mistress. And, Ooh. and you know, that what he meant, Duke meant was music is my soul it's my muse right duke has a beautiful had a beautiful family in mercer and i'm fortunate to know his grandson paul ellington who just posted uh, the cover page to his script and he's won all these awards he's an amazing script writer paul ellington he just posted the cover to his script called music is my mistress so i'm like whoa yes oh that is just so good because the duke was somebody special oh yeah. Undoubtedly. Oh, he was, he was a humanist, you know, like a humanist artist. And what I mean by that is his art, you know, it, it transcended all races and boundaries. And he told so many great stories um, through his music and, 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 and yeah, it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless when they think about Duke, you know, Yes. April 29th. He, he just had his, uh, you know, this is, he was born April 29th. So he's celebrating his birthday a couple of days ago. Whoa. I'm so glad. You see, this is the genius because time is sort of expansive in the sense that, okay, we call this May 1st, but really the, the day called April 29th has a resonance to it since we're talking about music, a little before and a little after it. So we're still within the penumbra of the Duke and his birth and his movement through the world because he never died. He just passed through and left us this amazing legacy. I love these words that you use about vibration and the voice of inspiration. I'm just going to go back to uh, one of the ways that we discuss the word create um, is that it stands for causing, rethinking, enabling all 
to excel. So when you create something that can touch the very beings of people through music, through uh, the, the uh, medium of uh, film, through voice, through comedy, in any mechanism that is really tuning in, as you said, to the singular voice of the universe. That's a great line. Then you can listen, and listen, as you know, has the same letters as the word silent. Oh, wow, so, that's cool. And as you know, being a composer, that it's not stringing notes together. As I think the Duke actually quoted as saying, or somebody in his era, it's the silence between the notes that oftentimes is as telling as the actual note itself. So yeah. to be silent and to be able to listen or to enlist same letters, the ability to listen and be silent really is what sometimes causes this vibration to multiply and touch beings anywhere in the world. Uh, I'd like to jump to something bizarre, though. <laughs> this is talking hey, about. Barry, you're such a genius. Listen, silent, and list. <laughs> your mind, you're like, you're like beautiful mind. You're seeing all these letters, and, and it's. It, 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 it amazed me. All right, move on. Oh, thank you. You like it? Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. I love when you do that. It's so, it's so amazing. <laughs> well, that's why F you, Danny. We like to have fun. Uh, F you. Well, and it, when I, when yeah, I talk you know, you know, Gary, I just got to say, along those play words, this, yes. this interview is awful. It's awful. Yeah. It's full, it's <laughs> full of awe. <laughs> it's not awesome. There's not some awe. I'm having an awful time. Yeah. Is, I'm, I'm full of awe. Somebody awesome. got that one wrong, right? Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's so funny you say it because, as you know, again, Danny is an illiterate being. So in the time of Shakespeare and, and okay, we're going back a long time, but still, awful meant just that, that full of awe yeah okay exactly the term obscene didn't mean what it comes to mean today it just meant it was off stage the scene was ob was pushed aside so that the the, the particular innuendo was never seen, but it titillated the crowd. So that's why it was called obscene. It was out there and you didn't have to see it. Now, of course, everything is in front of you, which makes it less titillating. But um, so <laughs> as obscene. Isn't that funny how things change? Because the more you it see, is. the less uh, enticing sometimes it is. So it's, it's something. But uh, I want to just go to something that I know that you, I had asked you to share some intimate things with me and uh, this is very funny because I'm also a big fan of Gary Larson and his mm. far side humor because uh, I think it does in the space of cartoons or in humor much like what music does it's that that voice of saying there's no such thing as a boundary in the sense of positive and we're talking about good boundaries and, and breaking through and really expanding the mind and the capabilities of seeing things in a different way. So since you brought up that you like to read um, The Far Side, you know, just share with us a couple of minutes or even a minute on something that really attracts you about him and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, at the time, you know, Barry uh, 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 Larson, wait, I'm 
Gary. <laughs> Very Gary. Gary Larson, yes. And creator, he was just such a genius because he just took one panel cartoons and put all these very, you know, thought provoking ideas and very hilarious. Like my favorite one was, uh, it's this guy walking into a shop and the, the shopkeeper has these like broken glasses. You can see, and there's a little bell there and the bells, tiny bells broken. And it's like, you know, it says Bernie, the bell maker and Bernie's, you know, it's, 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 bus like the sign's got a crack on it and then the words the guy says he says now look this is going to be the liberty bell so we expect it to be made with great diligence and skill <laughs> and of course the liberty bell is famously cracked like by far my favorite far side but that's the kind of stuff like you know the far side is so it's it's really one of the i think a lot of comics tend to be sort of for the era but, you know, I encourage your readers just to go find some Farside and look at it because it's really timeless. It's extremely funny. And even though there's certain social commentary from the time, it's, he's, he's hilarious, you know? It, it's, oh, yeah, like the reasons dinosaurs went extinct, there's all these dinosaurs back there smoking. <laughs> hey, I can see, wait a minute. Danny, I'm looking at that picture right now in my mind's eye. I can see it. The Tyrannosaurus. You were thinking the, it. With this with the um cigarette hanging out of his mouth. So I gotta share with you again, we have, thank God, hundreds of thousands of people listening, tens of thousands of people downloading this, and you wanna share it. So I've been negligent. You gotta go to barryshore.com barryshore.com and click on this podcast and just share, share, share because it's just so sweet and good and loving and and beautiful. But um, my wife and I, my wife, Naomi, we're married 42 years. And so we have I happen to have a very famous uh, far side that we love and we laugh at it still, you know, decades later. And it's this picture of a husband and wife and, and you know, raggedy uh, apron on her and you know short sleeve shirt and there's this gigantic bug that comes into their house and she says to him step on it Arnold step on it <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm still picturing as such so you're right if anybody has not had the opportunity to uh, look at some Gary Larson just do it, L-A-R-S-O-N, and please go and pick up a copy or look at Interview with an Angel by Stephen Thayer, T-H-A-Y-E-R. Go look for some Duke Ellington and listen, listen, listen. And remember, F-U, everybody, F-U-N-N. Uh, we're going to be closing out this section in the next couple of minutes before Danny leaves. Uh, I just want to, I'm going to do something really bizarre now because he talked about All right. the kids from Cleveland who went to New York and experienced some great jazz people and such. But he also, I mean, this is just too bizarre. He was also involved with the current president of the United States of America because then oh, yes. the apprentice. So give us just a minute on your apprenticeship, sir. 
Sure. Well, you know, I went down to, at the time I was living in Boston and went down to like this open call because an employee of mine that was working with me, she was going down. So I'll go along. So I went down, tagged along. I took videos of everybody in line and asked them why they wanted to be on in the apprentice. So they thought I was like a casting person. And then I just kind of, the line was long. I edited it. And then I got to the end and I showed it to the producers and I said, I don't know if you should cast any people, you know, like that. I'm not sure who to pick, you know? So they're like, who's this guy? So they asked me to make a, my own video. I created a musical called Apprentice the Musical. And uh, it was a 10 minute story of my life because that's what they wanted. And they said it was the best video of hundreds of thousands they had ever gotten. It was like, they thought it was just perfect, like right on and had the humor, but still told who I was. And, and so magically, of course, I got on The Apprentice season three and boom, I got to my experiences with Donald Trump, who was, you know, he, he, in, in many ways, the same guy, but in many ways, kind of a different guy. You know, he, he seemed a little bit more uh, uh, caring from the standpoint of connecting and in, in listening. And now he's very much does his thing. Right. right. Uh, so uh, so being on that show was just a, a great experience to be with the Donald. And he did a little endorsement later on, a little video audio or video, he said, you know, Dan, he's a good guy. Maybe I, I might have made a mistake when I fired him. So maybe I'm the one guy who he uh, admitted to making a mistake. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we didn't make a mistake. And we invited Danny K, Danny Kastner, K-A-S-T-N-E-R. You can uh, find this segment on barryshore.com. I urge you not just to listen again because it's so filled with joy, happiness, peace, and love, but share it, share it, share it. I'm going to give Danny a big embrace. Are you ready for a hug, Danny? Oh, yeah. One, two, three. I love it. And everybody out there, I wish you all go forth, live the blessing, spread the seeds of joy happiness, peace, and love. Love. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Danny. Best wishes. Enjoy. All right. See you, Barry. Bye. Thank you. Bye.